It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the P1 podcast, otherwise known as the Oscar Piastri podcast oscar p1 astri because my god tom bellingham we got some things to talk about we sure have that's why i'm wearing orange for mclaren right um but yeah uh what a sprint by the way um we've been complaining a little not complaining but you know we've said many times that it does feel a little bit strange to have like that whole day for such a a short race but what a short race because this track, I think, is actually quite underrated with with the action that it provides. The sand on the track, the fact that it's an absolute tire killer. We saw some brilliant racing. I'd, I'd say we probably saw, if you watch a highlights package of that sprint, there's probably more action than most of the races this year. And also as well, we haven't even put this in our sort of sheets that we have, that we had a banging quali earlier that <laughs> today as well, yeah. where it was a front row lockout for McLaren, which actually turns out to not be the optimum. You needed a first and third, realistically, because second was so bad with how dirty it was uh, on that side of the grid. But Oscar Piastri, of course, getting pole position, uh, beating Lando, who made another mistake in quali. Uh, just wanted to touch on that, because, of course, Oscar did a yeah. great job in there as well. But we then moved to to the race itself, and we we were... I mean, we, we kind of thought it might have been quite interesting with the fact of there's this whole concern around tyres. But not just that. The teams actually went for different strategies rather than the mediums, potentially even like the hards being used because you, you never know if a, a team might be a little bit too cautious on, on that front. But no, we had a mix, a mix of soft and medium. And my God, were the soft runners quick off the start. They sure were. Yeah, pretty wild that, that we've had all this talk um, earlier this morning about we might have tyre blowouts. So we might, and as of yet, we still don't know that, you know, might have mandatory... Uh, pit stops in the race because the tires aren't going to last and then you do a sprint race and they're like right soft tires let's do this um they'll always go for it it was worth a gamble uh it was very much worth a gamble at the start because boy uh they were quick um russell in particular my days yeah they were quick i don't know if it was worth the gamble they Sorry, needed no, like two or three more yeah. safety cars <laughs> which i mean it's crazy to think they had a vsc or did they have a vsc or was it, it was no, two, two safety yeah, cars two wasn't safety it? cars at the start and, and it still didn't work out <laughs> still wasn't a lot enough for a 19 lap race around a what one minute 30 maybe just uh, lower than that uh, per lap which is crazy i think that sums up the craziness of and this is a really odd thing in a 19 lap race um, because normally we're we're here after a sprint complaining that there's no tire strategy. They all start on the same tires, and there's no difference. But I think what sums up the craziness is that George Russell managed to lead that sprint. Hamilton started twelfth and didn't look like his flight, and then they ended up on track together in fourth and fifth by the end of it. Um, it was pretty wild, uh, actually. Um, what 
it's it really enjoyable. wild. Yeah. <laughs> what is it about sprints this year? Like we had uh, one was it in Austria that was one of the best races we've yeah. had. And uh, and then we have this one as well, which was there was so much action in 19 laps and considering probably a third of this race was neutralized under the safety car as well. Like, how on earth do we have this much to talk about? It's crazy. But of course, the massive thing before we dive into the nitty gritty of what happened in the Qatar sprint is that Max Verstappen is a three-time champion of the world, which you could tell Crofty had been told to say that exact line uh, for the Sky promos yeah. for the next year. Yeah, he, you knew he'd say it. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been it's strange, obviously, as a Max fan. Uh, it's not surprising that it, it's happened. Um, what do you mean, mate? Honestly, <laughs> if Perez had won, you know, I know for you never know. A... <laughs> um, but no, it was it was always it always it was always going to happen. But um, from after about maybe the sixth race or something, um, and he's had an amazing season. But yeah, to see him crown champion uh, is uh, is you know it's, it's awesome. And uh, what yeah. A, yeah, celebration! So happy I, know for you. I know you're so happy. So um, so happy for you, mate. <laughs> With your Max cape on, three three years in a Look, row. I had to do it. Um, but I mean, there's still it's mad that there's still six races to go, um, because he could still, like you say, end up with more wins than Vettel by the end of the the year, which is mad. Uh, and by the time we get to that end of the season, we'll know just how good this season's been but so far my word has he been uh unbelievable and uh yeah a, a nice nice moment to be crowned the champ even if it was a bit strange for p2 in a sprint <laughs> absolutely didn't win uh the race that he gets crowned world champion which is kind of weird considering how many races he has won uh this year uh yeah a quick word from me max verstappen has been sensational this year that it's all well and good having the best car, but to be able to deliver with it to the level of which he has is, is has never been seen before in the level of the amount of wins that he's had in a row this year. He's broken that record. He's going to break many more records over the next few years. If he has two more seasons like this where he wins, how many races has he won this year? Oh, you put me on the spot. I oh, want to say I, about I 11, 12, reset. something like that. It's more than that, isn't it? He had ten uh, no, row. sorry, he won 10 in a row and then won the first two. So, And then won another. So, yeah, about 13. I think he's on 13. Okay, do, do your facts whilst I keep talking about how amazing okay. Max Verstappen is. Um, but either or, like, if he has you know, two, maybe two and a half more seasons like this, and it's very, very likely that that could happen, at least for 24 and 25, then he's already knocking on the door of Michael Schumacher's 91 race wins if he has a couple more seasons like that, which makes me feel physically sick as a Michael Schumacher stan. Uh, but that being said, Max is, yeah, unbelievable. He's a complete... and uh, No one can question this 2023 World Championship, which uh, I'm sure doesn't bother him in the slightest. But um, yeah, it, he's he's been utterly unbelievable and has has taken dominance in Formula 1 to uh, to another another level in my opinion uh he's he's the best that we've seen in a very long time when it comes to delivering at a high like an almost perfect level week in week out for as many weekends as we've seen uh this year so uh so well done max verstappen have you checked 13 yeah 13 okay, is 13. perfect all right cool so he will potentially finish with 19 then okay that would be quite something wouldn't it anyway we will cross that bridge when it happens at Rinjob. That sounds. <laughs> Do you think it's fair that Max Verstappen gets prime position after the sprint, even though Oscar won the race? Yes. 
I have wanted the world champion to have the front and center um, moment for, for many, many years. And I know when they didn't do it, when it was kind of almost just like swept under the carpet, like, oh, you know, Michael Schumacher's world champion or you know, Lewis Hamilton's world champion. And there wasn't, there wasn't really much of a song and dance made of it. Now, absolutely. You know, Oscar got his time. They spoke to him. It's a sprint at the end of the day. But either or, the world champion, if you're being crowned that race, that has to be number one prime slot, in my opinion. It doesn't matter even if Logan Sargent won the race. It should all be about Max Verstappen and winning the world title. I'm glad you said it because obviously... I agree, um, and it's not unless just Charles because... Leclerc won, in which case, you know, move <laughs> over. Come on. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because you know, obviously, if I said it, a lot of people would just be like, "Well, of course you think that because you like Max." But at the end of the day, we've gone through uh, one of the biggest complaints that I have in Formula One uh, for many years is that the F1 Drivers' Championship trophy is hidden away at some posh gala event that no- the fans never got to see, and there's been many times in the past, think uh, Lewis Hamilton. Uh, I think Hamilton won it actually one year recently, but the one that comes to mind is obviously Brazil 2008, uh, where he won um, the title uh, with a fifth place. I think Hamilton's won it before. I think he like, maybe in Mexico where he was ninth or something and off the podium. And, you know, obviously he has the moment, he's there celebrating, but it is nice to have that that song and dance about it. And we all complained that, when that wasn't the case so now it is yes it's unfortunate because it's happened where <laughs> there'll be a lot of people going oh well max has you know he's had all his celebrations why does he get to to do this and you know it's oscar's first time celebrating p1 but at the end of the day like you say he is the world champion that is the race he's become world champion that is the ultimate prize yeah. in this sport so of course they're going to take priority to it imagine if it was like hmm Max has had quite a lot of sell. Like they did it on like a case by case basis. <laughs> uh, do you deserve to be front and center winning the world title this year? Or, you know, we've got a race winner that's kind of unexpected. Of course, of course, Max has to have that that front and center uh, position for, for winning the world title. And I'm glad they did it because it, it looks great. And that's what they're all there for is to win the world championship. So, uh, so yeah, uh, I, uh, I think that was all good in my eyes. So let's give Oscar Piastri his moment in the sun. Shall we? Race winner, sprint winner, but not Grand Prix winner, which we just have to keep reminding people he is not a re- like he, he's not even a, is, it, is it a race winner? No, it's a sprint winner. No, you race can winner, say he's I would won a race. His, like, won like a, I think F1 said, didn't they? I think they tweet. Do you say they tweeted Oscar Piastri is a race a winner. winner? No, just said a winner. I okay, think. is a winner. Maybe yeah, he's a winner um, in Formula <laughs> One, which he is. He's a he's a winner in Formula winner. One. But he's not a Grand Prix winner, um, which is confusing when you've got this new record. It's going to become more normal, of course. Uh, Russell got his first win as a, and then obviously ended up winning the Grand Prix anyway. But yeah, um, which was which was strange. But yeah, this is a new thing we're going to have to to get used to. But it's still an incredible achievement. Um, of course, the a lot of the narrative will be, oh, he's got that win before. Uh, Lando, of course. Um, and can you believe that in our predictions, we had a whole debate about, and I think one of the predictions, which we'll get into tomorrow, uh, was Oscar gets his first win. So what a shout. What a shout that is. Um, oh, I forgot about that. Let me, let me while you're having your chat, let me find out who that is and we need to give him a shout out because 
Fair play. <laughs> That's unbelievable. That and I'm yeah. pretty sure I was like, oh, so Oscar gets his first podium. And then, oh, all yeah. of a sudden, you yeah, all won't be asked to win. And then it yeah. was like, oh, God, you, you've actually done it. So well done. We'll, we'll find out who that is. But yeah, Oscar was was brilliant. You know, he not only did he have to manage the whole start with George Russell and the soft tire runners being really quick, but also just to make sure that he didn't lose his head in that moment and to be able to take those medium tires uh, as long as they did. He had a safety car restart to, to deal with as well, which it wasn't the best, but he managed to keep P1 going into turn one. And then he had Max Verstappen hunting him down with three, four laps to go. So he had plenty uh, to, to deal with, did Oscar, but a beautiful drive. Unbelievable. Like he, he was in the right position. He didn't make any mistakes. And this is what happens. You don't have to be on paper the fastest teammate in a, in a team compared to obviously Lando Norris, who we all think is slightly quicker and this, that, and the other. But Lando ends up finishing P3, eight seconds behind his teammate, who's who's won the sprint. So nothing could be taken away from Oscar. I think it's going to be very difficult for him to replicate that tomorrow. Uh, but he is uh, a sprint winner, and he should really enjoy it as well. And he takes it everything in his stride. And that is why he could easily be entering very quickly this sort of Russell, Leclerc, Norris conversation. Uh, and if not, no, now, why not now? Because Piastri is proving himself weekend after weekend. Yes, it's a phenomenal uh, drive. Uh, he, I think he mentioned in our podcast, didn't he, about it's a very different feeling when you've got Max Verstappen behind you and you're running P1 and he he stayed there. Um, he was kept his cool. Uh, you know, like you say, didn't didn't kind of get flustered the fact that he could have quite easily sort of got very annoyed that, oh, you know, has McLaren thrown it away here because the soft runners are flying past me and uh now I'm under under pressure. But what a what a mature drive. I know it's a very shortened uh race, but my God, when he when he gets his sort of tire wear issues sorted because his raw speed is unbelievable you know again you know he set the the fastest lap in in quali earlier today as well so um a very bright talent i mean to think that the start of the season we were all wondering has he made the right move to go to mclaren should he have stayed at alpine and he's now here winning a sprint which is wild to think about, particularly after that first race when I think didn't he wasn't the McLaren like absolutely useless and he just retired straight away and we're all going oh god, Oscar must be wishing he went to <laughs> Alpine now, and he's now uh, a race winner, not a Grand Prix winner, but a race winner. And well done, Oscar, and well done to Tamsin Riddle who made that prediction of Oscar gets his first win. What a shout! That Sensational. Is sensational well done Tamsin a question from Justicus with Piastri out qualifying Norris more often than not in recent races and now getting his first race win before him how long is it until Piastri is McLaren's number one all right let's not get ahead of ourselves here everybody I think that McLaren might have a slightly more difficult conversation when it comes to Piastri and Norris if Oscar continues on this run of form continues to be on Lando's pace or, or at least being in a better position. Because um, I I can understand why Oscar would just move out the way in the start of his McLaren career. He doesn't want to start ruffling too many feathers. But as the seasons go on, if we get into next year and Oscar continues to close that gap, especially in the race 
the race pace, then Oscar's going to start going, no, I'm not going to let Lando through because you know he will start getting more confident. He'll realize, actually, I can say no to these things because all the other drivers tend to say no. Uh, and I don't think they will ever label Piastri as McLaren's number one unless Lando leaves for Red Bull in a couple of years or whatever's starting to be rumored. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't get too ahead of ourselves right now. It is a sprint, but it has been very good for Oscar's reputation so far. Yeah, I think we need to maybe calm down a, li- a little bit um, because, yeah, just, just because he's won the sprint doesn't mean that he's suddenly, you know, miles better than Lando Norris and Lando Norris needs to kind of think about, uh, you know, start to, to panic. Uh, of course, the narrative was always going to be, which again, wild that we mentioned in the predictions that like, can you imagine if uh, <laughs> he gets that first win and it, and it happened the very next race essentially because it's still a race um and um yeah i don't think norris has too much to to worry about at the moment um you know he's been uh, had a very very good season uh landers of course has got the most points uh other than verstappen since austria i think it is um of anyone so he's having an amazing season uh but Piastri is improving and as a rookie I think it's just it's not just it's frightening for everyone really that that his his pace because it showed that he is a he is a very special talent and uh boy Alpine uh what have you done you could have had a, a lineup of Piastri Alonso and Piastri yeah and now you don't uh so have a think about that one. <laughs> yeah, they might be kicking themselves a little bit uh, for sure, but um, but yeah, Piastri can be can be so happy with himself, and we shall see how that develops over the next few few days. But and, and races even, I think that Piastri he's got that raw speed in qualifying. We're seeing that now. Like Lando has been forced into some errors this weekend. I've seen a few people chatting about, ah, oh, is, is Lando pushing a bit too hard now because Piastri has really picked it up? I think there might be an element of that. I think if we're just looking at Qatar, it's not as if Lando's the only one that's made mistakes this weekend. It's been mistake riddled <clears> up <throat> and down the field with track limits and and so on and so forth. So I don't think we can really say that Lando's being pushed to make these massive mistakes. He's on the limit, clearly, and he has to be. He's not trying to just beat Piastri either. He's trying to get pole. And he said several times in the media that he should have been on pole for Friday and Saturday, but he didn't deliver on either of them. And he even said himself, ah, oh, shoulda, woulda, coulda. And it is true, but... With all of this sort of hyping up of McLaren, hyping up of Piastri, all I can think about is how much they've thrown the opportunity of such an amazing result tomorrow. They might still get a great result. We don't know. But Lando being down in 10th, Piastri in 6th, they could have easily got a second and third, I think, tomorrow. I'm glad you've, I'm glad you've said it because I was, I was like, oh, I don't want to burst your bubble, yeah, McLaren down fans, <laughs> but my word, have uh, did they bottle yesterday? Uh, and uh, it does show that you know, in the in the race, it was a very short race, but Piastri has beaten Verstappen and they beat him in qualifying. So the opportunity is there, and you've got to think this. Um, this is a dream McLaren track, really, with the the way the, the track oh no, is. Charles Leclerc. Oh no! Oh, the live reaction. Here we As go. As if Charles Leclerc five second time penalty for exceeding track limits. Albon promoted to seventh, Alonso into P8. 
Good stuff. Right. Um, <laughs> should we talk? Should we? Should we get onto that or? Yeah, let's get it out of the way. Um, yeah, good. Fantastic. Four, was it four four times on the final lap? What was he doing? Four times on the final lap, Charles Leclerc exceeded track limits and beat Albon by four thousandths of a second over the line. But he now goes to five second time penalty and therefore doesn't get a point. But I'm fine. I'm literally dead inside after this year for Ferrari, really. I mean, Carlos Sainz obviously getting that win, but Charles Leclerc's really had a, an, a mediocre season. He's had some moments. But anyway, I don't want to I don't talk about it. Well, where were we? Where, uh, let's move <laughs> Does on. this perfectly sum up the P1 venture in one moment where I'm sat here, Max Verstappen, three-time champion of the world, my cape on, you're like, oh, Charles got a penalty. Wonderful. <laughs> Dropping him out of the points in a sprint. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that really does sum things up, doesn't it? But you do wonder what Charles was doing on that last lap and maybe he should have just let Albon go because it's cost him <laughs> it's cost him all of one point. Uh so it's not gonna it's not gonna be the end of the world, I guess, because it doesn't it's not like it, it would carries have two points. over. It would have been two, two points. points. Yeah, yeah. Um Oh no anyway. No, oh, oh no anyway. You know, like if it's easy for you to say. I mean, can you not just share True, some I guess of the points? He is it, no, You're I guess like six hundred. <laughs> he is in a battle, isn't he, with um, with with science, I guess, for for that number one spot in the title. And also, as well, Ferrari are fighting Mercedes for P two in the constructor standings. Let's not forget True. as well. Uh, so there are points still that need to be made. And yes, fun. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Question from P1 Patreon Discord user, Rsport. Do you think the soft runners expected multiple safety cars and that played and that played into their decision to start on that compound? Seemed like a reasonable gamble, except for the limited info on fuel runs from first practice or one practice. Uh, I think that there must have been an element of, of gambling for sure, um, just purely because everything this weekend has pointed towards is tire wear. The tires aren't going to last, and therefore, you know, don't risk it. And then this driver starting on the soft. And despite two safety cars, Russell was still a sitting duck. If they had no safety cars, the soft runners would have been absolutely screwed. I genuinely think the likes of Hulkenberg, before he gets yeeted out into non-existence by Ocon turning into him, uh, could have it could have got a really good result. A bit like how we saw in Austria as well in the sprint, wasn't it, with uh, with Hulkenberg? Um, yeah, yeah. So those medium choice, the medium choice was definitely the right one. Um, but the gamble paid off because there was a couple of crazy incidents. Yeah, it did. It was, like I say, it was such a, a wild race. And the fact that, yeah, Russell was leading and then 
you think, oh, they've played an absolute blinder here because he's because you also have that advantage on the safety car restarts. I mean, um, just a a kind of props to to Russell. His his safety car restart was absolutely sensational. Uh, where he went so early and caught Piastri completely by surprise because we normally see drivers because they don't want to get slipstreamed wait till the very last minute and then floor it uh, down the main straight. But uh, Russell played a a blinder there but mm. yeah it didn't work out for the soft runners in the end uh, and they fell back uh, to the point where uh, Alex Albon somehow has made it into the points um, which if you'd said that at the start of the sprint I'd have said what are you smoking as people do in our Ooh, predictions yeah. what are you cooking eh <laughs> it is interesting yeah Alex Albon now scoring two points for Williams that is uh, an unbelievable performance from uh, from Alex, especially considering how bad the Williams has looked this entire weekend uh, around a track that I don't think was supposed to really suit them. So uh, massively good job from Alex. And yeah, you do wonder, I mean, with George Russell, I think was it lap 12 of 19 behind the safety car and he's pleading for the team to pit him and put on new tyres. Like, that just shows how little faith he had in, the, in those tyres going the, the distance towards the end. And I'm pretty sure he's quite glad he didn't pit because he finished fourth. And yeah, I don't think he would have finished fourth had he pit. We, we've seen that before in the past, haven't we, where drivers are just desperate at that stage and not really thinking properly. Um, one that comes to mind is kind of like Hamilton when he was leading at Monaco and his tyres were dead. And he's like, no, we're going to have to pit. It's like, no, because if you pit, <laughs> you lose. Like, it's just not a good idea. But in their heads, the mentality is like, you know, my tyres are, are absolutely Help. screwed. Help yeah. me. Um, so you can see why he, he said it. But. It was it was never going to work. Certainly wasn't. Uh, next question is around the crash. And 61th says, who was at fault? Ocon, Checo, Hulk, or the sand? <laughs> I think the sand had a part to play in everything that we saw in the sprint, to be honest with you. Uh, so big shout out to the sand uh, for making big a crazy sprint. More sand. Um, when I check the weather forecast, I'm going to be looking for sandstorms now to see if uh, <laughs> we get uh, an interesting race. But for me... Definitely Ocon. Um, it's, it's difficult. It's, it's not like uh, Ocon deserves to have a race ban or anything. It's just more that the, the nature of the racing, I don't think Ocon necessarily expected Checo to be on the right-hand side, which, of course, you know, if Checo's not there, then Hulk will naturally move to the right. But instead, he gets sandwiched, and then it's a crash between all three of them. But I definitely think Ocon was the one at fault and what caused the incident. Yeah, it's more on knock-on, especially if you watch. Uh, there's an angle where it kind of you're watching behind the cars, and you can see that Hulkenberg doesn't change direction uh, at all. And Hulk, uh, sorry, Ocon is moving over, expecting Hulkenberg to kind of be bullied out the way. And of course, Ocon didn't know that that Perez is there. Perez, you know, I don't think you can blame him too much for for that one. Um, of course, he's putting his car in a slightly dangerous place because he's seen two cars and he's put he kind of relies on uh Ocon seeing him uh, or or not moving over um but he did move over and um that was yeah I mean strange to think that that was the actual moment where Max was crown champion essentially because uh Checo was was out the race but of course that was never Never that really. was massive for the championship, it Tommy. Was, yeah. Perez out. Crofty was like, oh my God, this is it. Max yeah. Verstappen is the champion. <laughs> it's a shame for Hulk, though, because it uh, looked like he might get some 
rare house points. Yeah, and they need them. My they goodness sure me, they do. do need them. And K-Mag's done absolutely nothing this weekend to to help the Haas cause, finishing uh, in a whopping 14th place in the sprint. Um, other incidents to talk about as well has to be, firstly, Liam Lawson just completely losing it on his own uh, mm. in the first... Was it the Wonder first lap in the there. sprint? Yeah, it was. Lap one. Yeah, th- yeah so he... Uh, obviously, sorry... In advance, for, uh, all the podcast listeners out there will know that I um, put him as biggest flop and he spun out on the first lap of the sprint and didn't make it out of Q1. Sorry, um, but I just had vibes and the vibes were true. Yeah. And then the second one was, of course, Logan Sargent. <laughs> Your biggest good surprise. <laughs> my biggest good surprise. And it was surprising how he went off quite, quite at a strange place. And you just, at this point, I, I lost it a little bit on Twitch and I was like, just keep it on the track i know it's difficult it doesn't matter if you finish 10 seconds behind albon or 15 just stop binning it stop dnfing and they might keep you yeah yeah i know it's i know it's easier said than done and formula one cars are very difficult to drive especially around qatar but not not everyone i know there was a few dnfs but three of them was because of a big old crash and two of them was were sergeant and lawson losing it on their own basically so it's in, it's inexperience and and perhaps a little bit of too much aggression. Exactly, he doesn't need to beat Alex. Um, you know, we we said uh, yesterday, did we not? Uh, after his qualifying performance, and you know, he was a tenth off Alex in Q one, and you go keeps doing this and not spinning yeah. off. He keeps his seat um, because the team have come out on social and been like, you know. We know what he needs to do to keep his seat. We still have faith in him. We're backing him. Uh, and then he throws it away in a kind of, I say pointless sprint, but his teammate got even more points. Um, so, yeah, it's not looking good for, for Logan at all. Uh, we, we kind of joked about wave bye-bye to, to the seat, but you do wonder that that could, that could be the moment. He did look, it did look a little bit, like ah that that is the moment that from his body language but we'll see yeah Maybe we'll see yeah next, next week he needs to he needs to bounce <laughs> back tomorrow just have a have a clean race and then to win austin that would be the ideal i think um yep. but yeah it's not looking good uh for, for logan Sargent. and would you because i know we rated how high of a chance logan was to keep his seat would you put him down a, a point after after this sprint yeah I think he's losing a point one incident at a time. So yeah. another another minus one for for that. Yeah, oh it's dear. Not, not looking great for him. L's in the chat for Logan. But anyway, that is that. That is the sprint talked about, I think. Let me let me just quickly cast my eye over uh everything. Hamilton, by the way, Hamilton had a great recovery drive. I I'll say that. Um, yes, definitely. He also sold Carlos Sainz, an absolute dummy and a half. Did you see it on the last lap? He um he was right behind Carlos, looked to go for the move. Carlos thought he was going to go deep. Carlos himself went deep, and then Hamilton said, "Thank you very much. I'm going up the inside." Obviously, slightly different uh, tire performance at that point, but Hamilton still were uh, still a great result for for him. Alonso not getting any points was quite surprising, considering how uh, how reasonably good he's been looking this weekend, um, and probably a bit sad for Bottas as well. But that's just Alfa Romeo, isn't it? Bottas did a great quality. And uh, it will be the same tomorrow as well. Yeah, and Hamilton, uh, of course, not by much. 
but has closed that gap to P2 in, in the title as well with, with that, which is wild to think, and also very Lewis Hamilton, that uh, you know he's qualified 12th and still got uh, a very good result. He That guy, um, he knows how to get the best out of uh, any situation and just bag bag the points, doesn't he? So He certainly yeah, very does. Good, uh, very good um, drive. I think it's unfortunate. One person I would say is unfortunate is maybe... Um, Bottas had a good race and let's have a little mention of uh, Stroll that near the end when he put on some fresh softs and we're like Stroll could have an absolute worldie here and then didn't make up a single place well they were eight lap old softs I will say for all the Lance Stroll fans out there that will say they were it wasn't fresh they weren't but they were definitely fresher than everyone in front of him and he made no progress but still he finished the race congratulations moving swiftly on P13 big result for him and that is it thank you everybody for watching and listening to this wonderful sprint review for the qatar grand prix tomorrow we'll be live matt p1 tommy on twitch as always for our watch along go and check us out there and of course we'll have all of our funniest tweets podcast content and everything else you know from us coming your way very soon remember we are on patreon if you want to go and find us there it's patreon.com forward slash matt p1 tommy exclusive podcasts private discord early access to events everything you can possibly wish for from us a, a full podcast exclusive series which is all about a short view back to the back, back to the past let's try and say that with my mouth uh, where we look at classic races and the next one is the usa 2005 grand prix so look forward to that we've also got new merch so go and check that out and that is the final uh, shout out i'm gonna do tommy what are your final thoughts uh my final thoughts are you mentioned usa 2005 let's hope that doesn't happen tomorrow. Um, well, they're going to make a decision, aren't they? That's something we probably are. haven't even mentioned. They're going to yeah, ma- make a decision, which I'm not sure has happened yet at time of recording, uh, around the data from the tyres and to basically whether or not they're going to uh, mandate that all drivers have to pit three times tomorrow. That is what is potentially uh, ahead of us, which actually could sign make for a rather up. exciting race. So sign me up. Hopefully they do have Bring to do back that. that 2012 Pirelli era. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Bring it on. Right. Thank you, everybody. See you soon. Bye bye. Bye. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.